0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. now.
1: Straight up 2 o'clock. On this Thursday
0: afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station, we are live. From the Oxygen Community Studios, my name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi,
2: Gambo!
1: Burnsy, what's
2: going on? Oh, Thursday Night Football tonight on uh... I know, you know, I don't think I've ever watched a game on this platform, so I'm kind of, like, curious as to how to do it, so... Do do, do we do we have to explain it to you, or do you think you know how no, to do like, it? No, I, like, I mean, I have Amazon... Prime, like I have it, okay. um, so I just like—is it easy? Do you just like—is it does it show up like one of the sh- movies or shows shows up? I think I think if you just go
0: to Amazon Prime, it's gonna be there, I, I, and I think it's gonna be yeah. just like any other show on Netflix or anything that you would watch. I'm laughing because uh, on social media, the big joke here is is that you know you're gonna have to call your dad and tell him how to do Amazon Prime, to call your grandpa,
2: and tell him how to do I, I know Amazon how to Prime get to Amazon Prime. I not to find you know, yeah. TV shows and movies. <laughs> (laughs) Now, I got a buddy of mine, like my my boys in New York, they're all talking about it because a lot of the Yankee games are on Amazon Prime, a lot of them. And uh, they're saying the problem is you can't flip between channels. Oh, once you, okay, so once yeah, like you... Yeah, like, it's hard, you can't really, like, flip it. You know, like, regular TV, you could flip between channels. They're saying, like, you can't really, you know, once you're on that platform, right? Because think about, it, like, if you're watching a Netflix show, you can't, like, just go back over to watch, a, like, a baseball you, game. You can't hit previous right? channel because it's going to
0: kind of log you out. Yeah, the, the big right, question I have, right. and I don't know, and I'm not trying to sound like old guy here, because I think I'm fairly kind of up on technology and things like that. You're hip and hop. Yeah. When it comes to the, I'm, I'm somewhat tech savvy, I think, when it comes to the stuff. The big question i have is i live here my son lives in utah we both use the same amazon prime account can we both watch it at the same time or is it going to kick one of us off that's and, I, and like tonight, Ooh. if I get home and I go to watch it and it says, sorry, only one Amazon Prime user at a time can watch this. Who pays for the Amazon Prime oh, account? Oh, me. I'm calling my kid. Well, then I'm you saying, call him and off. you tell him to get yeah.
2: his app, or apps. Do you tell him to stop watching? Get off. Yeah, get, 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 get off. off.
0: Get, get your butt off my Amazon Prime. I'm paying for $129 a year for this. Get off. You you can follow on if you Do you have you to want. talk
3: sports for four hours tomorrow? Exactly. I don't think so. so. It's my
2: job. It's my
3: job.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not your job. It's my job. He could just ignore your call and text <laughs> and just pretend he's not getting it, he you
0: could. know? He could, but then I could change the password on him and then he's really hosed. He's oh, yeah, really that's, that's good. Yeah, so I'll, that's... I might do that now just in case. Probably not a bad idea because I know, yeah. like, the Sunday ticket rules because i have sunday ticket and you get the access to the app that comes along with that boy they are really strict about that it's only one person at a time watching and anytime you try to log on somebody else it just boots you right off so i don't know i don't know i'll see what it does with amazon prime tonight if we're both trying to watch it that is not our top story of the day here's what is our top story of the day on the burns and gambo show burns and gambo the way in brought to you by Revitalize
2: Weight Loss.
0: didn't take long after LeBron James had, and this happened during our show yesterday, LeBron James' tweet about Robert Sarver and how the NBA handled Robert Sarver as we were, I think it happened as we were driving home after yesterday's show, Gambo. I think I had it in front of me by the time I got home. Chris Paul, he has reacted and he chose not to wait for media day in now 11 days for the Suns. He decided to say something about the Robert server situation right now two tweets that he sent out yesterday quote like many others i reviewed the report i was and am horrified and disappointed by what i read this conduct especially towards women is unacceptable and must never be repeated I am of the view that the sanctions fell short in truly addressing what we can all agree was atrocious behavior. My heart goes out to all of the people that were affected. Close quote. What was your reaction to that?
2: Yeah, I think that there had to be a statement from Chris Paul. You know, being the leader of the you know the players' association for so many years, president. I think you had to hear from him. Um, You know, from and I I spoke with a player last night and said, you know, there's no, you know, you know, there's not a close relationship with Paul and and Robert Saber, and I think you know some of it may have to go back to do with the lock. Lockout, you know, where, you know, Robert was was an owner, you know, some of the players that are older and, and dealt with the lockout, you know, they have some ill feelings towards some of the owners still to this day. But my understanding is Chris's relationship with Robert is nothing like, you know, like book, you know, we haven't heard from Devin Booker. Devin Booker has got a closer relationship with Robert Sauber. Like, you know, I think Robert's helped him in business dealings. And I, I know that Robert, you know, helped him with his first couple of houses and things like that. So I think that much different, like we haven't heard from Booker. I'm a little, I'm I'm not not surprised by that. I think he's probably waiting and choosing carefully because, you know, he has a relationship. You go back to Steve Nash. I mean, Steve Nash and Robert Sauver own a soccer team together, right? We haven't heard from Steve Nash. These guys own a soccer team together. Chris Paul doesn't have any of those dealings with Robert Sauver. He's only been here for a short amount of time. He was around during the lockout and, you know, had a contentious relationship with a lot of the owners over the lockout. And I think, look, he's very close friends with LeBron. They're very, very close friends. We saw LeBron speak out first and it wasn't much longer that chris came about and, and chris put out a statement as well and i don't i don't
0: doubt anything that you're saying about chris and robert and, and it might speak to kind of this bigger idea and something that you and i have been talking about the last couple of days you know will players not want to come to the Suns because of this will players boycott the Suns because of this and if I mean, Chris Paul chose the Suns Chris Paul wanted to come to the Suns he wanted to come play for Devin Booker and if he didn't have a great relationship with with Robert Sarver I wonder if that's a little overvalued you know I wonder if the idea that hey guys aren't going to want to come play here because of this well if Chris Paul wanted to come here and play here and he didn't have a great relationship maybe that doesn't matter as much as I think you know maybe that doesn't that the won't influence this as much as I think, or maybe this takes it to another level. I, I, I know this, it fell, and I'm not critiquing. How Chris Paul handled this I'm just kind of commenting it fell well short of what Chris's reaction to Donald Sterling was and if you read the tweets it's very noteworthy for what he didn't say in the tweets he didn't call for for Robert Sarver to be ousted he didn't say I'm not playing for this guy I can't play for this guy it was just kind of a yeah this is awful this is atrocious this is unacceptable but it didn't really go any further than that and in the with some people that wasn't it, it, it kind
2: of fell a little short in that regard. Yeah, I think he probably felt like, I have to say something, right? I have to I have to say something. I'm a leader. I've been a president. I'm one of the leaders in this league. People look up to me. I have to say something. And so he did. And, you know, that supports, what he did is he supported the people that were put in uncompromising situations that are in the Suns organization, that he is also a part of the Suns organization. So I think in some ways, him coming out and speaking out supports them. I think he supports them. He did not go as far as to say that Robert should lose his organization and they should take the team from him. And yes, a much different tone with Robert compared to to Sterling. So I do wonder how people view that because neither one of those comments went that far, neither LeBron's or no. Chris Paul's. They both said that the punishment probably should have been greater. And as we know from Adam Silver, he had the ability to go greater punishment. Could have done a two-year suspension, a three-year suspension. So they didn't call for anything in particular They just said that the punishment should have been greater. And again, I'm not going to – I think we've talked about this a lot the last couple of days. I have
0: no expectations of Chris Paul in terms of what he – do here, right? I, I don't want to put the burden of, hey, Chris, you need to call for the NBA to get rid of Robert Sarver. That's your responsibility. That that's your job. That's not fair. That's not fair for me to do that. That's not fair for anybody to do that. That's up for Chris if Chris wants to do something like that. And I, I, I was curious to hear what he had to say, but I was in no way putting any kind of burden on him that you have to say this. You have to demand this. You have to, because that's not my business to tell Chris what to do because his words are very powerful and he's very, very respected but going back to the Donald Sterling thing and we talked about this a couple of days ago I googled the story with Chris Paul and Donald Sterling speaking to ESPN.com Chris Paul called the fact that Sterling remains the owner unacceptable and added that he has talked to Clippers head coach Doc Rivers about possibly staging a boycott until Sterling is ousted quote that's something me and Doc are both talking about. Something has to happen, and something needs to happen soon, sooner rather than later. We're all going to talk about it. Close quote. Now, maybe Gambo in you know eleven days from now at Suns Media Day, Chris Paul says something more in line like that. But so far as his tweet goes, it just it stopped well well short of any kind of demands or any kind of boycotts or any kind of ultimatums or anything like that.
2: Yeah, and. You know, again, it's, it is. He views his, obviously. Obviously, he views the two situations much different right I mean still strong words I thought they were strong words from Chris Paul yes. he didn't you know he came out and he uh, I thought I thought very supportive of the people that were put in uncompromising situations uh, by Robert Sarver and he came out and I think he supported them but he didn't go as far as he did with the Sterling situation right because with the Sterling situation it was basically I may not play like I, I may not play we didn't get any of that with Chris at this point but he made it I thought he, he, he made it because known that he didn't think that the NBA went far enough. Yeah. So, um, yes, I have no criticism. I think everybody... And and this is what we talked about from the beginning like th- this was not going to just be over that day it was going to go to the players and the coaches and the sponsors and the, the 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 minority owners and people like that and let's see what happens well now you've had LeBron speak out you've had Chris Paul speak out media day i think Chris was smart and wise to get that statement out before media day yeah. i mean media day is going to be an incredible scrum right i mean you know because oh, yeah. you're going to want to get a com- everybody's going to want to get a comment that's you know that's it's not going to be many questions asked about. Hey, you guys lost to the Mavs, and what are you going to do to get back? And you know, what do you like? there's you know, the majority of the questions are going to be about this situation, not about what do the Suns got to do to get back to the NBA Finals. Right,
0: right. And I think you sum it up best. There was nothing soft about Chris Paul's words, but it just wasn't as hard as it could have been. I mean, it, it could have been a lot tougher, but that doesn't mean it wasn't tough. You know, it could have been a lot harder. That doesn't mean it was soft. It was, it was, it was tough, but it, it didn't go all the way when we. come back on the Burns and Gambo show. Cardinals back on the practice field today. They need help, which means they need the most out of J.J. Watt. They need the most out of Zach Ertz. The latest practice update and what it means next on the Burns and Gambo show.
3: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo
0: again but we got an answer Um, Mitch went and looked it up on Amazon how many streams can I watch with my account quote we allow three concurrent streams within the same Amazon account and up to two simultaneous streams of the same content so, oh, so
2: you're good. So you so we're good. As, as long as, as nobody else, as long as your son didn't share that password with anybody else, which is very possible. I, yes, I, I believe because I know he's done that with your baseball one.
0: Yes, I believe. In addition to you, the entire co-college baseball team circa 2019 has my MLB TV password. I'm pretty sure they all use it.
2: Which is why, which is why you better make sure that he did not share that password with anybody else to watch the game tonight. <laughs> no, I do need to. Check with him now that I think about it. Like, like there's a like I would say there's a better than fifty percent chance that your son did that. Oh yeah,
0: better than fifty percent. Yeah, so. he
2: gave he gave the account number to somebody. Hey, I can't watch the game tonight. I don't have the pay. Oh, I get, my dad has one. Here it is. <laughs> the funny here it is. The funniest Take part. My about,
0: The funniest part about this story. and It's probably all highly illegal, but I'm going to tell it anyway because I don't care. I think it's funny. Is that is that you have my MLB TV password? Uh, my son. Okay, has but I paid for it this year. Oh, you did. Okay, so you're not using it anymore. Okay, my son, I, No, no, my, I paid you for it. Oh, you paid me for it. Yes, that's right. I gave you gave you money. You did. You gave me money for it. So we shared. I gave you money. And I paid fair, for my share. So did he. He paid be money too. So we like we're yes. splitting it three
2: ways, which again is like probably so illegal. Um, what's so the only thing? That the only thing, and I got to tell you a funny story about that. The only thing is that when I log on, sometimes I see the homepage is Red Sox. I always change. Well, it. that's that's what I was gonna say. Is that
0: you two were yeah. arguing behind the scenes? On mm-hmm. my MLB TV account, as to who my favorite team is, you'll change it to the Yankees. He'll change
2: it to the Red Sox. You I see just that... made it Diamondbacks. <laughs> well, I'm that's... like, we're just gonna make it the Diamondbacks. <laughs> that's, that's what I I'm did. just gonna make it the Diamondbacks because <laughs> he keeps making it the Red Sox. I keep making it to the Yankees. I said, I love the Diamondbacks. I'm just gonna make it. To... So now it's the Diamondbacks. Yeah, you two are fighting over my account behind the scenes
0: between the Yankees <laughs> and the Red Sox. I'm like, can <laughs> we just can't can we all just get along and pick the Diamondbacks? Isn't that okay? Yes, I did. I picked yeah, the dude. Diamondbacks. Hopefully, we don't get in trouble for that because I would hate for I would hate for that that to happen over that. They're not coming after me. All right. uh, Arizona Cardinals. I just wanted to give you that update because we were talking about that in the last segment. Arizona Cardinals practice update today as was predicted on this show yesterday. There were guys who weren't at practice yesterday who were back at work today. Most notably tight end Zach Ertz, defensive end J.J. Watt was back at work today as well. Now the guys who weren't were still wide receiver Andy Isabella, wide receiver Rondell Moore, and safety jalen thompson those are the guys who still were not out okay. there today and the jalen thompson thing is a little well it's a lot concerning to be honest with you i'm assuming rodney hudson was back out there i'm assuming Kelvin beecham was back out there um but we kind of thought today would be the day
2: after some of those veterans days off yesterday that guys would be back on the practice field and they were look all eyes are on jj watt let's let's call it like it is i mean it's important to get all these guys back. But the Cardinals spent $31 million on J.J. Watt. And, you know, I, I we we expected that he was going to come here and contribute and really, really help. And, you know, last year he missed a bunch of games. And I think he only had the one sack and he wasn't very good. And, you know, I, I compared in some ways. I'm hoping that we don't compare J.J. Watt's two years here to the two years of Emmett Smith. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's not the, that it's not the same as Emmett Smith, uh, which was a disaster. Yeah. So it's to, you know, he's already missed one game. Um, Can he play the next 16? I don't know. He's been injury prone. He's been old. And the most important thing to me is not only that he gets out there and plays, that he plays well. Now, I always give a ton of credit to J.J. Watt for coming back for that Rams game after those injuries. Like, he did a great job in getting himself back on the field for the Rams playoff game. So I credit him for that. But the Cardinals are spending a lot, a lot of money on J.J. Watt, and you're hoping that it doesn't turn out to be a complete bust. You're hoping he goes out there and plays, but not only plays, plays well. I think you're saying what a lot of people are thinking about J.J. Watt,
0: and I think that the simple truth of the matter is J.J. is a very likable guy. He's a very popular guy. He's, he's a he's a very face-of-your-franchise kind of guy. He works hard. He cares. He tries hard. I think the evidence of him you know, busting his ass to get back for that playoff game last year was, was proof positive of how much he cares and how much he wants, but at the right. end of the day, it's it's about availability, and at this point, J.J. Watt and the signing has been a massive failure up until this point. He just hasn't massive. given you nearly enough games, and you just no. kind of have to call it like this. Does he have a
2: chance to change that narrative? Yeah, absolutely. But he's running out of time. He's running out he's of, time. Running out of yep. time. Yeah. I mean, fifty, more than 50% of his time with the Arizona Cardinals is over. More than 50% of it. The first 50% was not very good. And now you missed the first game look, I think it 's important that he, he that he 's a leader on that defense that he contributes that he plays and, and you 're right we don 't question his work ethic we don 't question his heart and desire some people we do, but not with him, but it 's a matter but he he's he's also got to perform well, not just be available so today he met with the media, which some might look at as
0: a good sign that maybe he 'll be ready to play. He was kind of brief in his answers though uh, asked you well here, just here 's the question here 's the answer Are Yes. I'm hopeful that I'm going to play. Will you be able to go on Sunday? I would imagine. Okay. So so that, to me sounds like a guy who's expecting to play. And I'll tell you right now, for a defense that was much maligned, and we're going to hear from Vance Joseph a little bit later, I don't know what J.J. Watt's going to be able to do and how often he's going to play. Having him back out there on the field will make me feel a little bit better about the Cards' chances this week,
2: because defensively they were so awful last week against Kansas City. I, I think his reputation alone, in some ways kind of like Chandler Jones, like his reputation alone and knowing what he's Capable of doing makes you have to, go to put a game plan in. Like if you just ignore him, ah, he's old. He's no, hasn't played. He's no, he's capable of going out there and wrecking a game, right? No, he is. He's still capable of wrecking a football game. Yes. If so, I think. Just knowing that he's going to play forces the defense, the offense excuse me, to have to have a game plan on how to stop him. Okay, we got I mean, JJ, we're playing against J.J. Watt Like we know that he's not going to go out there and do it week in and week out, but he, there is always the chance that he is going to have a really good game here and there, and so that makes them have to prepare for it.
0: Zach Ertz was also back out there today. Yeah, it feels good uh, obviously um, it's been a while since I really got a Thursday practice in full pads um, so it's great to be out there with the guys, great to I run around, I uh, feel great now. The calf, God willing, is behind me. Um, so really just focused on being the best I can be on Sunday um, and finding a way to win.
2: Now let's see if we can get him a target in the first half. Oh my goodness! Yeah, let's let's see if we yeah, can. Yeah, listen, I always loved him as a player with Philadelphia. I thought he was fantastic, and I think that he can contribute the way a Kelsey does and a Kittle has because it's proven. I mean, go look at his go look at his track record. He can produce the way the top tight ends in this league produce, and and that can be an incredible weapon. And I think you got to go to him early. I think you got to go to him off. He's got great hands. He runs great routes. He 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 get yards after the catch. He'll go run guys over. Like you know, I I I do believe that he's. Very, now he's not as good as Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but he's in the category. Like, he's when you talk about tight ends that can go up, like, he's in that, that category to me. He's not a big step below those guys. He's really talented and very capable of. Look, if I told you, that, you know, he's going to have seven catches for, you know, 85 yards and a touchdown, you'd be like, yeah, that's very possible because yes. he's very capable of that.
0: Yeah, and given the injury situation at wide receiver, Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella now, they might need him to go out there and do that if they're going to keep up with the Raiders. Boy,
2: these soft tissue injuries are just. Oh,
0: right? I mean it's calves and hamstrings like? and and yeah, it's 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 it, it almost feels like an epidemic at this point, you know? Right. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's just a cardinal thing or if that's a league thing, but it almost feels like an epidemic. When we come back on the birds, it feels league, like it's more of a cardinal thing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'd have to look around to be sure, but it, it's very much a cardinal thing, that's for sure. We asked the question if we're at the end or just the beginning of the Fallout with Robert Server, one very prominent NBA writer who was part of the crew that grilled Adam Silver yesterday said it's just the beginning we'll talk about that next on the burns and gambo show (laughs) <laughs> the Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Let's roll out our Twitter poll question of the day for the first time here on the Burns and Gambo show. We've got Eric Ruby here on this Thursday. We're going to talk. We're going to talk more about Robert Sarver and the Suns and all of that in this next segment. We're going to talk specifically about the Devin Booker element a little later on in the show, but this kind of ties into that a little bit with the question that Eric's
1: come up with today. Right. We start looking at actual basketball impact of what this investigation could bring obviously it's news right now but down the road what happens to the team do you feel like this investigation and the impact it has on the suns will hurt them in attracting and keeping players in the future you got three options you think it's going to make a major impact talking a lot of players avoid the suns you think it's going to make a minor impact maybe a couple here and there or your third option it's no impact at all
2: I don't think it's going to make an impact. None at all? I mean, either. I mean, I'm leaning towards either minor or no impact. I'm not thinking that it's going to be a major show. I'm leaning towards either minor or no. But. You know, I mean, you still get to play for Monty and, and James and play with Book and Paul. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll just say no. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll see, but I'll say no. I, I'm I'm going to go
0: the complete opposite way. I, I think if a year from now, Robert Server is still calling the shots for the Phoenix Suns, if something hasn't happened between now and then, the, I, I think it's going to have a major impact. Not so much on the guys that are here the guys who might come here. I I think it's if he, the story will die down eventually. It'll fade. But when he walks back through that door, if he's allowed to a year from now, I think the story just revs right back up again. And I think that has an impact on guys deciding to come here. It's just a hunch. So I'm going to go major.
1: Forty six point eight percent leading the way. Agreeing with you, Bernsey. they think it will make a major impact in second place at thirty three point five percent. They think it'll make a minor impact. And in last place at nineteen point seven percent, they think it won't impact the organization at all. But
0: minor and no impact at all. To be more than major impact. Would would, would, uh, account for more than half of the people, About a
1: 54% split between minor and no impact, 46% for major. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, That's the uh, Twitter question of the day, the poll question of the day. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. John Gambadero, Dave Burns hanging out with you here on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, A good get this morning on the morning show. He was one of, by all accounts, three reporters who were just really giving it to Adam Silver yesterday in terms of pressing him with the questions that kind of needed to be asked about this Robert Sarver situation. And it's Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated. He was on this morning with Bickley and Murata Gambo, and he kind of said what we all heard yesterday, that that it was a bad day for Adam Silver yesterday. It
3: was not a great day for Adam. It, it really wasn't. And um, I don't think anything that that we asked... Uh, those of us in that room yesterday, I don't think any of it would have been surprising. I think these were the things you had to expect given. The the circumstances, given the nature of the punishment for Sarver, given the fact that we all saw that Adam Silver's you know uh, big moment in his early days as commissioner was having the the strength and the uh, conviction to ban Donald Sterling for life.
0: You sent me a story today that Beck wrote at Sports Illustrated talking about the Sarver situation, and I don't know what the yeah. number one takeaway for you was. For me, it was Howard Beck asking the question: Why just one year? if Adam Silver had the chance to do more than a one-year suspension for Robert Sarver. That was my, that was my big takeaway from his article.
2: What was yours? You know, I, I think... You know he said in, in the in the headline it said "This is just the beginning right mm-hmm. said it 's just the beginning, and that 's something that we 've kind of hit on quite a bit over the last couple of days is there's so many other branches that this is going to break off to players and sponsors and you know i mean the advertisers and the uh, the the minority owners and things like that so um Look, I, I, I thought an interesting part in the article is saying, like, look, we know him. He'd rather be rid of Sarver. And he said, "Yet Silver did have another tool at his disposal. He could have suspended Sarver longer for two years, or three, or five, or ten. He has that authority, and he chose not to use it, perhaps leery of a potential lawsuit." Said a longer suspension might have induced Sarver to step down as majority owner or sell outright. We'll never know. That's the thing that just fascinated to me. Like, how did so so you have all these options? One, two, three, five, ten. Like, and you chose, you know, you chose the, uh, you know, probably the. Least, yeah, it's the least option that's out there, and that's the thing that I thought was pretty fascinating was like just seeing that there were so many other options out there for him. Why did he take this one?
0: And that's, I gotta imagine, and something we've talked a lot about, the the words you use, the five words, the six words, perhaps leery of a potential lawsuit. And I I wonder if, you know, given the legal ramifications of this, if he had gone longer than a year. Because I I agree with Howard Beck. If it's two years, if it's four years, if it's five years, that might have made Robert think about, okay, you know what, if I'm going to be away from the team for that long, I might as well just sell it, cash out, and call it a day. Were they worried that they were going to get sued? Were they worried that some of the
2: skeletons maybe of other owners might have been revealed if something like that happened? That's That's what we talked about yesterday. I mean, I think I tweeted that out. That's what I had heard. They were leery of a lawsuit. I don't think that Robert would have taken that lying down. I don't think that Robert felt like he should have his team taken away from him. He's certainly going to accept the punishment, but I'm positive he did not feel like he should have his team taken away from him. Now, you know, others can uh, disagree about that, but I think that if if he would have tried that, there would have been a lawsuit. They probably didn't feel like they were going to win a lawsuit or he didn't feel like he would have 75% of the owner's votes. And that could very well be because those other owners are like, man, if we open up this Pandora's box right here... Like, you know, I've been an owner for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Man, I'm sure that, I mean, I've had a couple of complaints filed. Like, I, I'm sure I've said some things that, you know, or sent an email or a text or something that could come back to haunt me. You know, things were different way back then. And so I do think that those other owners were probably leery of that as to why, you know. And again, Silver works for the 30 owners. He works for them. You know, they're both, you know, they, they ultimately have the ability to, you know, to say, listen, don't kick the guy out.
0: Yeah, and if he doesn't have the votes, like we talked about yesterday, if he doesn't have the votes, what can he do? Uh, More Howard Beck this morning with Bickley and Murata on how Adam Silver just needed to do a better job of conveying the differences between Robert Server and Donald Sterling better, and he doesn't think he did a very good job of that. We all
3: may disagree in the public, fans, media, whoever may disagree, but you have to at least make a very strong case to the public about why you, the NBA, treated it differently, or why you, Adam Silver, treated it differently. And it is it is complicated by the fact that when you're trying to explain the differences, some of them have to do with things that you, you don't really want to have to say publicly.
0: Exactly. And, and, and that's, it was funny, uh, one of my big takeaways from what Beck wrote too, was he talks about this alternate history where Robert Sarver does all these things before he tries to buy the Suns, there's no way he would have been allowed to be to buy the Suns, right? There, there's no way, right. if, if everything he had said, everything he had done, everything that allegedly happened, if he does all that in the 18 years leading up to a purchase bid of the Phoenix Suns, he's not buying the Phoenix Suns. He's not getting in to that club, but because he did it all after he bought them, and by the way, there was, did you see the clarification from the NBA about Adam Silver's comments. Remember his comments yesterday about, hey, you know what? It, it, being the owner of a team is different than being an employee of the team. Yes. Okay, and... Then- and- NBA spokesman Mike Bass issued a statement intended to clarify Silver's comments later on Wednesday night, quote, Commissioner Silver's answers to a question about the rights of business owners did not mean to suggest that NBA players, team employees, and team owners are not held to the same standard of appropriate conduct. They absolutely are, close quote. Even the NBA recognized that that while he might have been telling the truth yesterday, Adam Silver should not... Have phrased that the way he did in that press conference because it basically looked. Go ahead, yeah.
2: It felt it felt almost like a press secretary walking back something that a president may have said, you know, I mean, that's what I felt like. Oh, it's the press secretary here. That president said something dumb. And here's the press secretary. Oh, he shouldn't have said that. Should have said that. So he didn't really mean that. What he really meant to say was, was yeah, like, that's kind of what it felt like to me. He
0: wasn't trying to imply that that owners are protected more than team employees, that owners can get away with more than he didn't mean to say that. Of course. Of course, he didn't try to. <laughs> yeah. OK, whatever. Join Four peaks this Sunday uh, for a Red Sea Road rally as the Cardinals take on the Vegas Raiders. Enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, food specials. All game long, it's this Sunday at Phillies off of Warner and the 10. Tonight, not only a debut for the NFL's newest network partner, it could also be a sneak preview of what's to come for the Pac 12. We'll explain next. Burns and Gambo. 98.7
3: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Uh, it's a whole new world of football
0: starting tonight. I'm Al Michael.
3: And I'm Kirk Herbstreit. This season, we're teaming up to call Thursday Night Football exclusively on Prime Video. And the T.N.F. schedule
1: is compelling. The Prime Night of Football starts September 15th only on Prime Video. <laughs> it's, it's uh it's
2: all it's the, the world's a changing my friend the world's it, a changing better, the streaming apps, you better that are gonna change be, with
0: it right you better change yeah. with it yeah and, and i mean look i, I mean anybody we, we're a couple of guys in our 50s we watch everything it's not like we're streaming what's that how come it's not on abc or nbc or cbs no we, we've most of my favorite shows are on the streaming platforms most of your favorite shows are on the streaming platforms it's it's not it's not that so much it's the idea that live sports on the streaming platforms and and even that's kind of been around for the last few years with ESPN Plus. You can watch all sorts of games on ESPN's streaming platform if you want. It's just this idea that, I mean I guess more than anything, for the NFL to exclusively live in that space. I mean to know that if you want to watch tonight's Thursday Night Football game, and it's a great one between the Chiefs and the Chargers, unless you live in Los Angeles, unless you live in Kansas City, there's only one way for you to watch it, it is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And just honestly, the pairing of Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, I find to be weird and bizarre and curious, and I can't wait to kind of check it out and see how they how they play sure. off of each other. It's just all of it's going to be really, really
2: different starting tonight. I, I will say this. I mean, I was reading... You know, one of the stories that, that, that you sent over, Amazon Prime is only available in 42% of internet households in the country. So for people that have internet, only less than 50% have Amazon Prime, okay? Amazon Prime Video accounts for only 3.5% of all video minutes consumed. So what, what, what's, what's the difference there? Is that like the videos that they put out? Yeah, like if so, if you if you take all the video that is put out by
0: traditional broadcast, YouTube, Netflix, right. Hulu, Disney okay. Plus, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Amazon Prime Video accounts for only about three and a half percent of every single video minute that is consumed across all platforms. It points out in the story, traditional broadcast television and pay TV accounts about sixty-five yeah. percent of all video minutes consumed. There's still a vast difference. Now. Yeah, yeah. they
2: still the king. They're going to be the king for a long time. But, I mean, you know, now you're going to have NFL Thursday night football. It's only going to be on Amazon Prime. And unless you live in the home market of the team that's playing. So if the Cardinals were on Amazon Prime tonight, you, you'd be able to watch it, you know, locally. Um, it's a good broadcast team, right? Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. I mean, that's a pretty good team. So I think they did a good job there. So I, I it, it is a changing world. They've got all this money coming in, right? they got all this money coming in, and they want to venture into sports. So now they take away from some of the big networks, right? They take the this used to be a, a network game, Thursday Night Football. Now it's not. It's on Amazon Prime. It's exclusive on Amazon Prime. Now I would imagine that you know the, the, the football fan that like wants to watch that game. that's a good game. Like you got Kansas City and the Chargers. Like it, that's a great game. Yep. And I imagine the people that don't have it, you know, I imagine that there's a percentage of those people that tomorrow, like they're gonna like I don't want to miss out on this stuff. I'm going to sign up and I'm going to get it.
0: And that's what they're banking on. They're they're banking that people, of oh, course, of
2: course, are, of course. are, are, are
0: not going to want to miss out on this. They're going to subscribe. They're going to be. Become prime members. Now, for you, it's not a big deal. You're a prime member. For me, it's not a big deal. I'm a prime member. I know exactly how to watch it. It's not going to be a problem. Um, If my dad were still alive, I don't know if he'd be able to find it or if I'd have to help him. I'm not quite sure. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now who are worried about their dads and their grandpas and their grandmas and their moms and will they be able to watch it? Will they be able to figure it out? But I, I think, and I even read that Amazon hired. Like hundreds of extra customer service representatives for tonight, like just because they're anticipating yeah. a whole bunch of people calling, like uh, I can't watch the game. How do I watch I, the game? How, does how this do work? I find
3: the game?
2: <laughs> how, what do I do? Like, of course, yeah. Um, you just have to turn your TV on, and if you can, you turn your TV on. Like, I mean, you're gonna deal with they're gonna deal with some stupid people tonight, right? They're gonna deal with some people like <laughs> like, like most people are gonna know, but they're gonna deal with some, they're <laughs> some idiots. I'm like, gonna deal with some morons I, tonight. I yeah, dude, that's true. Can you just <laughs> scroll down a little bit, just. Scroll down a little bit. I oh, see it there. There's uh, enough. Just click on that. Like, I mean, yeah, of course they're going to deal with that because there, there are a lot of people that aren't. You, you know, look, I still call it a clicker. My family goes crazy past the clicker. What's a? I, I, What's it's a clicker? a clicker to me. It's a clicker. Yeah. I call it a clicker. Now the thing that changes the channel. I, it's a, it's it, to me it's a clicker.
0: The other element of tonight, and, and this one I think has even deeper. Hold on, I got to go to the mailbox and return my Netflix video that I watched last night. I'll be right back. You
2: got to mail back to DVD. Return that. I, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get charged in a little. A
0: face. John Canzano who is a Pac-12 insider uh, noted this morning on his website that the Pac-12 will be tuning in tonight because there is a ton of speculation that what the NFL has done with Amazon for these Thursday night games could very be- well be what the Pac-12 does with its broadcast rights in its next deal. Amazon, Apple, YouTube, they might all be bidding on the Pac-12 current media rights negotiations. He points out the fact that major League Soccer was faced with kind of a dilemma. Do they go with ESPN and make far, far less money but you're on that worldwide leader platform or do you maximize your profits and go with a deal with Apple? They announced a 10-year, $2.5 billion deal with Apple where that's how you watch MLS games and there's a yeah. lot of speculation that the Pac-12's next media rights deal could at least in part be a streaming device. Device or completely centered around a streaming device like Apple or Amazon or something
2: like that. Yeah, listen, I told you, you, you know, and I don't know if you actually got to see it, but like one of the best movies I've seen in years was on like Amazon. It was on Apple TV. It was that Coda movie. Oh, was a great movie. Yeah. And it, it won like every, right? It won, I mean, You would know more than me. Like it was the first like what streaming to ever win the Academy Award for Best Picture and... Whatever it won, but it like one Best Picture of the Year, and it's the first time that anything from that platform had ever won Best Picture of the Year. Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, look, it,
0: it, it's the whole equation is changing, and it's you know, and unfortunately, it's putting a lot of movie theaters out of business because everyone's just sitting at home watching. I have some personal feelings about that. I still wish people went to movie theaters, but but as far as the Pac-12 goes, Andrew Marchand, he's the media writer for the New York Post. He wrote extensively about this Amazon deal tonight. He also said in his podcast this week that he's. Good. Good. The Pac-12 and ESPN are, quote, hundreds of millions of dollars apart, not even close, close quote, in their current negotiation. And then he asked the question, do one of the digital players get involved with the Pac 12, like an Amazon, like an Apple, like a YouTube, something like that? Now, maybe that's just posturing by ESPN trying to get the Pac 12 to reduce their demands a little bit. But if those two sides aren't even close and, and the Pac 12 wants to maximize their earnings on this deal, which I imagine they do, you might end up seeing All those football games and basketball games on an Amazon or an Apple or a
2: YouTube or something like that. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, if that's because you're going to go to where the most, you, you know, you, if you're the Pac-12 commissioner, George you're your, your deal is to get as much money for these schools as you can. Okay. Now, do you take a hit if not enough eyes are on you? I mean, maybe, but the goal is to, you know, to get as as much money as you can for you to try to keep everybody in the Pac-12. So if you come up with an incredible deal that everybody says, okay, this is great. Now, some people may say, listen, but, you know, we're not going to be seen. What about our recruiting base? And, you know, I mean, I don't want to be seen in forty two percent of the markets. I want to be seen in eighty two percent of the markets. Now, you know, if less people are watching us, how's that gonna you know, families aren't gonna be able to watch, you know, their their, their kids play or um, we may have a hard time recruiting because you know we're not on a traditional network that has more viewers. That could all come into play with these with these negotiations.
0: When we come back during this year long suspension of Robert Server, could Adam Silver perhaps come to a different conclusion and change the punishment somehow? We'll talk about that coming up in the three o'clock hour, Burns and Yambo.